everyone, it's Kaya, and you're listening to Warmly. Warmly brings the heat back to conversations that went cold. We're going to talk about love, loss, people who drive us crazy, the careers we've built, the bridges we've burned, who we want to become, and so much more. Warmly exists to make space for the simple, the side-splitting laughter, the sorrow, the turmoil, and the plateaus in life. At the end of the day, Warmly exists to build a community that embodies vulnerability, wherever you are, whoever you are, and however you got there, reclaiming power in our lives and over hardships we once felt powerless in. Hey there. It is great to see you. If you're new around here, I'd like to formally welcome you. My name is Kaya and I am the host of Warmly and I'm so glad that you decided to tune in. Oftentimes I have guests on Warmly because the idea here is to talk about human relationships and the vulnerability required to navigate the complexities. Today though, it's just me. Sometimes it's good to hang out with yourself. It's good to survey the land. It's good to step away from the noise of watching others, reading about others, listening to others, working alongside others. Ironically, I'm going to invite you to hang out with yourself while I hang out with myself. The last couple of weeks have been heavy for me, and for a while I was thinking it was because of the time change, because it also gets dark at 4.30 these days. In order to figure out what's actually going on, I like to put myself through the ringer of self-diagnosis. I might as well create my own intake form, a checklist of sorts, <laughs> a decision tree for any time that I sense things are off. To be honest, I'm just a feelings forward person, so there's no point in creating an intake form since I would be taking this daily. I don't know, maybe that would be useful. But today I'm sharing with you a letter that I wrote to a friend that I am not friends with anymore. Many of you have opened up to me over this last year in particular about conversations and friendships that this podcast has impacted, for better or for worse, by broaching this topic of all the things you wish you could say, or just having an honest conversation that could change the trajectory of your connections. Many of you shared that some of the worst breakups you've ever been a part of were the ones you endured with people that you weren't in romantic relationships with, i.e. your friends. I don't know about you, but no one, not even my parents, prepared me or could have prepared me for the agony of friend breakups. Oftentimes, they feel so intimate that it feels like mourning a death. Other times it's less intimate, but you keep running into these people because, spoiler alert, you liked the same things, shared mutual friends, or frequented the same establishments. There aren't many people that I would say I'm not on speaking terms with, but there are plenty of people I've known in the past who I no longer speak to. The destination of we no longer talk is not one that I was ever hoping to arrive at, especially not with a person that today's letter is about. It's important for me to say that sharing this letter isn't so much about this person or about stirring anything up, but as a way of sharing my grief and inviting you to experience your own. We often create space for those that grieve literal deaths, but the idea of extending the same level of flexibility and empathy to those whose interpersonal relationships have been overturned is rare uh, and in other cases simply unheard of. 
But it's also important for me to say this. There's not a single person on this earth that I wouldn't open my door for if it was raining cats and dogs. What I mean by that is this. I'm learning to be okay with the discomfort of the vacant spaces that these friends used to occupy. What's even more uncomfortable is when other people take up those spaces, or at least keep the seat warm while they're away. It's weird, but I'm realizing that it's okay. But it's also okay to not be super happy about those changes right away or ever. I've always said this, but human relationships are complex. Friendships are undeniably nuanced. In spite of our desire to show up for people and have them show up for us, we fumble. We do damage without knowing it. We create distance, even though that was never our intended goal. As I've shared in episodes past, I've used writing as a way to process my experience. And sometimes that's all it is. In today's episode, I wanted to create space for myself and for you to pause and mourn the loss of a friend. As you listen, you might be reminded of the gobs of people whose numbers are still saved in your phone, but might as well not be. You might be reminded of a specific person, one person, a person whose name evokes tears or whose shampoo smell you can still recall. There are some friendship losses that never fully heal. Their names will always and forever be a part of my history It feels like a bad thing some days, but when I really think about it, I wouldn't want it any other way. I often feel forced by my own idiosyncratic mind games into putting the silver lining on friendships that I thought were serving me long after they weren't, or assuming better intent in people than was actually ever there. I think that what actually hurts me the most about the loss of a friendship isn't the reality that this person no longer served me, but that I may no longer have served that person. It's easy to say, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, or you can't win them all, when it's strangers we're talking about, especially strangers on the internet. But when it's the people you've cried with, the people who have helped you unearth the grip that traumas have had over your life, the people who have swept up behind you without realizing, the people who arrive early, never empty-handed when you're setting up for a party, the people who once would drop everything for you, even if you didn't ask. This is my letter of mourning. In case it wasn't obvious, my hope is that Warmly builds a community that isn't afraid of its feelings. It's okay to be afraid of your feelings, but it's also okay to share them, even if it's terrifying. That said, if today's episode has inspired you or reminded you of your own story or something you'd like to share, please do submit a topic at warmlypod.com slash talk or complete the submission form at warmlypod.com slash my story. I often wonder about where you went. Ironically, I know exactly where you are. But the paradox of knowing where you lay your head at night against the absence of words in your mouth have had me beside myself for months. I think about how so much of our time was spent wondering together 
about the grand things we might accomplish if we held the power, if we were in charge. It wasn't always about being the center of attention, but often the support system behind causes and people we admired, those we believed in. So much of our surroundings felt like a stepping stone because we knew something better was just around the corner. And perhaps it still is. We talked about how whatever we were navigating, however we were navigating, we'd be doing so in tandem. Our friendship was like a tandem bike. The only problem is that both people on it have a limited coasting trajectory when only one of them is pedaling. Bear with me through the next few sentences because at the bottom, underneath it all, the truth is that I never thought I'd see a season of life without you in it, in some way, shape, or form. But here we are. A season that acts like the distant relative who doesn't know your middle name but invites themselves to your intimate nuptials. He was never allowed here. He needs to leave. I never thought our friendship would end, and I especially never thought it would go so cold or fizzle out like it has. I honestly wish I could pinpoint the day that I realized you didn't call me anymore. I remember the one day you did call me. The last day you tried to call me. And I don't think I got out of bed that day. Those days are rare because I'm a proud, mouthy, overachieving, high-functioning, depressive. I'm chronically pretty sad about how I'm going to feel after the climax of the week, the month, the year has passed. I've never been great at adjusting back to real life. I began to dread the things we said we'd do because I wondered what would happen if we actually did it. I wondered what time together would feel like with a person who used to call me family, but doesn't call at all, not anymore. What hurts me more than anger, just or unjust, is the apathy with which I feel you clothed yourself with as you exited our friendship. Your apathy felt like I was the seasonal sweater that you needed to tuck away for a while. Only this time, it was still brisk out, and I offered all of the things you said you needed to brave the elements. While I've always said that there is a time for everything under the sun, I didn't ever want to entertain the idea that you might feel that way about me someday. To be honest, that concept feels like some sick game of negative reinforcement. The fear of becoming that friend who only sees themselves, that friend who can't show up for others, that friend who talks more than they listen, that friend who takes more than they could give. The fear of becoming that has kept me busy, like a beaver building its home. There's always one more twig that might act as appropriate reinforcement should the waters run a certain way with unexpected force. I've believed that my friendship ought to have utility. Not that I ever felt that deficit with you. That part was never personal. But the idea of utility in and of itself is a trap many of us fall into because our sheer existence feels like nothing unless we have output and product. 
and marketability and proof. If I'm being honest, friendship with me means a lot of listening. On a couch, over coffee, over FaceTime. Because I've got a lot to say from where I sat on the couch in your car, on the phone, in our catty corner office buildings, I always felt like things were equal. The worst possibility I have had to entertain is the one where things weren't actually equal. I exceeded my character limit. I had overextended my stay. As I think and as I write, it's almost as if I'm looking for the one reason why things aren't the way they used to be. I've realized that that one reason doesn't exist. I suppose it could, but I don't know that I'll ever find it, even though I've asked. Being told that things are normal when they're not normal makes it hard to believe the truth of the statement. If things are normal, then how and why and when did this become our new normal? I suppose that the next logical step has been to accept these truths, this newfound distance, this unwelcome season, and embrace the ambiguity. But I am not good at that, and you already know that. Imagine that sweater vest you took out just for the coldest of months. What if that sweater vest had a mind of its own? And as you begin to fold the garment into itself, its wiry threads begin to poke small and bleeding holes into your fingertips, like a sharpened knife oft has the tendency to do when all you want is a thinly sliced breakfast potato. I don't want to make either of us bleed as you walk away from me. The image of me trying to grasp onto you, keep myself open and fresh and laundered so that you might use me and wear me, rely on me and brag about me. Just do life with me. It's all in vain. Because the reality is, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, you folded me. You washed me and you folded me, and right now I am a stowaway in the furthest part of your tiny closet. The reason why I know I'm a stowaway is because I'm scared that if I ever see your name pop up, I'll begin reciting all of the reasons why I should discard the hurt I felt, the rejection and the cold I've been dealt, the quiet I've been asked to sit in and pretend like things are normal. Things are not normal. And it's not just that I miss you, but I've needed you, and you aren't there. That's it for today. Thanks for tagging along. In case you forgot, I'm your host, Kaya, and this, of course, is Warmly. If you haven't already, shared this episode or any episode that touched you with a friend. And if you'd like to hear more from us here at Warmly, visit warmlypod.com slash subscribe to get our newsletter. Special thanks go to the artist who wrote Warmly's very own one-of-a-kind theme music, A Day Without Love. To learn more or listen, visit adaywithoutlove.com. You can find their stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, and anywhere else you could possibly want. Psst, 
Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Wormly on Apple Podcasts.